Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Welcome back. So, Jax and I are constantly talking about finding our groove within cybersecurity. How do we better coach people that come and ask us questions about, you know, the day-to-day in cyber, setting yourself up for success, tips and tricks of the industry? One topic that's really, really important here is creating that balance by building healthy boundaries. It's no surprise that cybersecurity is a demanding space. It's really a challenge to find that appropriate balance between work and life overall, but specifically in the cybersecurity space. So we're going to talk today a little bit about just how we build those boundaries. And so I want to kind of kick this conversation off by talking about the challenges. So Jax, let's talk about like why it's so challenging to build these boundaries in. Erica, I'm so happy we're doing this discussion. Long overdue for sure. I think one of the biggest things for me and a lot of the things that I'm going to say during this episode is going to be what I've seen, but also my own personal journey and my own point of view. And so for me, creating healthy boundaries and having that challenge around creating was feeling like I was letting somebody down because I needed to say no or because I didn't work past five o'clock because it was really a shame factor of I could work harder, but I can actually get this done. And, and so I let my boundaries go very, very wide. And really, and you've known, it's hard when you try to put those boundaries in place when you've allowed so much flexibility within like, and I'm using schedule because we see that a Mm -hmm. lot in cybersecurity. People work 80 hours a week easily because the job never ends. Yeah, I think that job never ends is like a really good point to bring up here is that this isn't your traditional like clock in, clock out type job. Regardless of what you do in cybersecurity, whether you're client-facing and doing professional services, whether you're working in actual organization and you're doing more of an internal you know, cybersecurity operations type role, either way, your job has a lot of value tied to it. There's a lot of people looking at you right? That pressure that like maybe we put on ourselves of like making sure we're responding to things in a timely fashion, that we're addressing risk appropriately, not to mention how much there is to learn. And so I feel like starting out, that's one of the trickiest things about building boundaries. Like not only are you, are you newer to a job, but you may, or, or even newer to the industry, let's just say, and you're learning. So you don't know what you don't know. You're really wanting to make a good impression. You're wanting to prove your value more than anything. Like you're wanting to come in guns blazing, like start making change, creating that kind of like just impact culture. And before you know it, you know, you're you're working those 80 hour weeks that we were talking about and you're burning at all ends and you're starting to feel some of those burnout symptoms. And I think early on, it's really important to just communicate with your team and make sure that you're catching yourself in that that kind of like burnout cycle, because if you don't build those boundaries early on, like you're only going to get more client demand. You're only Mm going to get more internal push on what, you know, what needs to happen. 
And those that to-do list is only going to keep growing. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Before, you know, I just got off of like a, a three-week break because I was just at a TBI clinic. And it was the first time for me to actually not only take a break, but have a supportive organization and bosses and team that were like, go and take care of your health. Do what you need mm-hmm. to do. Come back fresh. Because that doesn't happen in a lot of vi- no. environments. And it was the first time because I not only did I know, I knew that I needed to go and do this treatment, but I had a supportive team. So I actually got to finally relax for the first time. And Erica, I don't even know how long, like I was trying to think about it and probably since 2014, because I've been running my own business and hustling and hustling and hustling. And you do that in cybersecurity. You mentioned it. Training is so important. And I'm in grad school right now. I just wrote a book last year. It published in September while in grad school and it never ends. It never ends. And so what I learned through this three-week break was not only that healthy boundaries, but finding that balance of like, I need that. I think I started to realize how much I need more boundaries and I have fairly good healthy boundaries, but I was still working 80 hours a week, even with those boundaries. And I think people think, well, I end work at five o'clock and I just do other things that are my hobbies. Like for me, for example, you know that after work, I do all of my out, like outpost gray stuff and everything that I have to get mm-hmm. done. So I'm still working like crazy hours. And I like, it's been, I have my own tips and tricks, but I'm curious because you're very much the same too, but you are so, I feel like you're such a mentor for me because you have really good boundaries and the weekends you don't typically work where I usually work. And I'm just curious, has that always been that way? Or did you create these boundaries from your own lessons of burnout along the way? Oh yeah. No, this has been a series of lessons and learned throughout many years and learning how to find that balance. Cause I am a high achiever as you are as well. And Since the day that I got my first job in cybersecurity, I mean, I was just like determined to be the best that I could be. And you and I, we both put 150% towards everything that we do. If we don't, why do it, right? So very early on, I, I definitely threw myself in, said yes to everything. I mean, any opportunity that came my way, I said yes. All the certifications, I mean, I think as an entry level associate, I racked up like a handful of certifications my first year. Some of those I couldn't even have the formal designation for because I didn't have like the years of experience. So, I mean, I was doing things to get ahead and just like, I mean, I was just like scraping. I'm like, ah, what else can I do? What else can I fit in just to, you know, prove that I'm doing everything that I can. And I, and you fall into the cycle of like, it's never enough, right? And so that to-do list just keeps growing. You can always learn more. There's like this ever-changing threat landscape. There's always new technologies. Yeah, you fall into this cycle. And I had a few bad burnouts. And I think that I just, throughout the years, really started to put in some healthy boundaries and reprioritizing work and life. And so, I mean, I'd say right now, you're right. Like, I don't like to work after hours unless there's absolutely some sort of necessity. I don't like to work on the weekends. I think that that is very, very important time for me to spend with my family, my friends, my loved ones. And I think it's important for me to also have that me time. Anybody that's listening that's like, yeah, no, there's no way I I can't work. You know, I have to work on the weekends. I don't have that luxury. 
You can implement systems. No, you can yeah. implement systems to, you know, get through that. And it's not going to be immediate and it may not work the first time. And this is just, I mean, the biggest thing that I want to emphasize here, the biggest takeaway is that what worked for you last month may not work for you this month. You may have different things going on in your life, different priorities. You may have a new boss, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in, in work or home, you may need to revisit these like guardrails that you put in place. These tips and tricks are not going to be a one for one match for everybody and, and all the time. So you always have to, you know, kind of like look at what you're doing, revisit it, lessons learned, and just keep moving forward. Like all of us are on, you know, we have our goals and that destination is there. And sometimes we just adjust the path of like getting there. So something you and I think do pretty consistently is let's talk about like silencing notifications. Mm -hmm. You and I both do that. We do that on our cell phones, right? I do that on Slack. I do that on my MacBook. Like mm -hmm. there are times where I'm doing busy work. And that's something that, you know, I'll talk about for a second is implementing busy work blocks like appointments with yourself essentially to get tasks done is absolutely critical. Otherwise you're bouncing from meeting to meeting mm -hmm. or task to task. You're not giving that time back to yourself. And that's how you end up that work that you're doing on the weekends or late at night is likely the work that you didn't build in throughout the day. So let's talk about other things that we can do, right. Other than like limiting the noise. Cause I mean, limiting the noise is just one small facet. Yeah. I think expectations. You and I talked about that. We talk about that all the time. It's just clear expectations. If your boss comes and tells you, Hey, I need this by tomorrow. Jax, you know, you have, you know, it is 4:50 Eastern time. You got 10 more minutes. Really. If you're working a traditional, you know, like 5 PM end date, is it feasible for you to tell your boss? Sure. I got it. Yeah. That's my first response typically, or at least it used to be. Now I typically ask some questions. If it's if it's 4.50 and they're wanting it by tomorrow morning, I usually ask a few questions to see what the emergency is about. And like you said, if it's something that needs to be done, but a lot of times bosses want the documents on their desk early so they have time to review it before they get it over to the clients. And when you ask questions and you're like, when does the client need it? Like, when mm -hmm. is this due? Then you're at that time, you have more flexibility without just saying no. I think that's also something critical we have to be careful of doing because of the work environment that you're in. Creating boundaries takes time. And if it is 4.50 and your boss comes to you and he says, or she says, I need this by tomorrow morning, just simply saying, no, I'm not going to do it may not be in your best interest, especially when you're first creating these boundaries. And if you've been that person that works till six, seven, eight, sometimes I've seen emails come in at 11 o'clock at night that might shock them and might upset them. So think about your approach and do it gradually. Maybe even let them know that you're starting to take courses in the evening, or maybe you're taking like, let them know that you're just, you're going to get off at five o'clock because you're taking a mental health break as simple as that. And so mm -hmm. you start, I think communication is really a key when you're building these boundaries in outside of the aesthetics of like turning off the noise that you hear from all of your alerts. Cause oh my gosh, I have, I have so many channels that I, we've got LinkedIn, you've got Discord, you have Slack, you have Teams, all these things. But outside of that, you have to communicate 
And you have to let people know without just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I instead mm-hmm. be like, no, can we shift this to the right where I can deliver it to you by noon tomorrow? And then you still have two hours to review it. Or if you'd like, how about I do a screen share and we can go through it for a 30 minute session tomorrow at noon. And then I can make the edits for you, which sometimes is easier, especially if you're building the product out. And so now you're taking charge but you're also setting boundaries in place. So there's a lot of different areas that you can do this. And it's really about being vocal, but also being creative. You do time blocking and I also do time blocking. But I think within all of this, one of the biggest things is consistency because Mm -hmm. you can say like, I'm going to leave at five and then your boss comes to you at 4.50 with 10 minutes to spare and you decide to say yes. That's the most critical time where you communicate and say, oh, I've got you know, explain, I've got, I've got some evening plans. I'm not going to be able to get to it in the morning and then communicate, but you've got to be consistent because the moment you say yes again, they push those Mm -hmm. boundaries again on you. Yeah, totally. And I think that consistency and the communication are key. So, you know, I can't do this. Like you mentioned, you proposed an alternative time, you understood the expectation. And then at the end of the day, your boss may not have really needed it the next day, right? So having those clear expectations, like letting your boss know like, hey, after hours, I have this going on or I need to spend time with my kids, right? Like you set that healthy boundary early on and you're consistent with it. It's going to alleviate a lot of stress in the long term and a lot of areas where miscommunication could have happened. Like a big example is when you receive, like let's just say an email from a VP at like 11 p.m. Do we think that VP really needs a response at 11 p.m.? If I am new to my job or I'm new to my career, I think that I may start thinking about this and, you know, I probably shouldn't have been checking my email at that time, but let's just say I did. That's going to cause stress. And that VP, listen, he might likely have had something going on during that day and he was just catching up on work at that time because guess what we look we live in a very flex environment remote world right now and so that might have been his time to get his heads down work because whatever happened during the day but but there there was no expectation for you to respond that was an assumed expectation so again communication is totally key here yeah it's uh i like the email analogy because i think that is one of the big areas where people it's like the trickling effect you start answering emails later especially if it's with your boss or a coworker then people just assume that you work all kinds of crazy hours so they can just task you at different times of the day and ask you for last minute requests that's what i've seen so mm-hmm. i have been i'm very careful I might check my email, but I won't respond until the morning unless unless it's like you're going to know your teammates if they've sent something out and you can shoot them back or if they're you know they're working late on a project. It all it's all going to be situational dependent if you're going to respond back. This isn't an all inclusive, but I will say the majority of the time you're not going to respond back at 11 o'clock at night. You're just not going to. And you shouldn't because you're likely not your sharpest either. No. Good point. But I think this is something also that like points me back to how we can be better leaders. So how do we empower our team to build these habits? And we really are leading by example. So if I make it a point to not send emails after, you know, 5, 5.30 p.m., if I make it a point to, you know, maybe I draft something and I don't send it till the morning if I am having to work a little bit later that day, I'm setting the tone. I'm making Mm -hmm. it okay to take time off. And if I take time off, my team feels like, 
they're okay to take time off. If I delegate and have a clear like, hey, I'm going out of office and here are all the things that I need covered and here's who's covering them. And I genuinely do not log on and they don't hear from me for that whole week. They're going to say, Erica did that. That's okay. Let me put in those same systems to make sure balls don't get dropped. Once you do it that first time, you start to kind of like get the hang of it. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, the world didn't end because I disconnected. Oh, it's such a great feeling when I disconnect now. It is. It's such a great feeling. I, I used to feel guilt. I, weirdest thing, because I was so used to working late or working after, you know, five o'clock, even though I start my work days usually at eight, but it feels good. It's refreshing because it, I feel like I take my power back. And so before, because we're coming up to time, I have a question for you, Erica. And we've talked about some of the, the challenges associated with creating boundaries and then how to create these boundaries. But say you've created them and you and I have talked about this a lot. Sometimes we fall back. Sometimes we get burnout. Mm -hmm. We're not perfect. Balance is hard. It's a continuous thing. And, you know, balance is part of ba boundaries, you know, is definitely complementary to having that balance. So how do you sustain it? Like in your life personally, how do you sustain having these boundaries when they're going to be constantly being pushed? So personally, I always just go back to what's working and what's not. And I know that it is time to do one of these reevaluations when I start to feel a little bit of burnout. Mm. And, you know, usually that's like, hey, Jax, I'm feeling burnt out. And I start to think about, okay, let me write out what are the things that have really caused me this like elevation of stress, right? What have been these things that have kind of like peaked and triggered me in a way? Write those out and let's think through what happened. So maybe there was an inadequate deliverable that went to a customer, for example, right? It caused me to work late hours, redoing it. Well, what went wrong there? Mm -hmm. There was some lack of communication there. There were maybe not enough sufficient deadlines built in. So like, not only am I, I'm doing what, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, like if we're, if you're in professional services and you got to get something out to a client, you're going to do what you need to do, but you do need to go and do that introspection afterwards and figure out why did I end up having to work this late? What happened? Did I lead my team? Did I empower them? Did I build in enough timelines? You know, where did we go wrong? And doing that lessons learned in that introspection is so valuable. Uh, you learn so much about yourself, but you also learn so much about your teammates and how you can work better with them so that you can avoid these types of things. So for me, it's just going back to the drawing board as many times as I need to. If I'm failing at anything, I want to fail fast and I want to learn and I want to get back and figure out if this new system that I'm implementing is going to work. So I'm really going off of like my gut and how I'm feeling. And, you know, we'll talk about planning in another segment, but I think planning does a is a great mechanism for allowing me to have that type of balance in life too. Well, that was awesome, Erica. I'm glad that we finally have done one of these one-on-ones, which we've been planning on doing. And everybody stay tuned because we've got a few more of these that are going to be coming out that are going to be sprinkled in between our one-on-one -on -one interviews that we have. And just a quick reminder before we tell you all goodbye. Remember, if you have any guests or maybe even yourself would like to be a guest on our show, Two Cyber Chicks, just message us at two, that's the number two, cyberchicks at gmail.com. And also, if you love what you're hearing, we would be thrilled if you would go to whatever platform you're utilizing to listen to us and go ahead and hit five stars and give us a review. Thank you all.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.